Well, big hello to everybody this morning. So good that we are having church together still. Even though we're online, we're still connected. And if you are a guest with us today, my name's Daryl, and it's so good to meet you. And uh, we'd love to give you a big welcome in the chat. So come on home, church. Let's give a big welcome in the chat to everybody who is a guest with us today. Uh, If you have your Bibles, we're going to head on over to John 11. So John 11, verses 34 to 44. We're going to get a chunk of your Bible reading in for the week. So it says this, where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? And Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, Jesus said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man. By this time, there is a bad odor for he has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice. I love this moment. This is cinematic. This is like a Steven Spielberg moment. Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Uh, Today, I want to share a message entitled Passing Pain. Passing Pain. Um, Are there any art fans Art fans out there, you love art galleries, you love art in your homes. Uh, Let me know in the chat if you're an art fan. I love art. Um, Demi and I loved, well, we used to love going to art galleries. Um, You know, COVID's kind of messed that up a bit. But we love to go to art galleries. When you go to art galleries, it's fascinating watching what people do and how they respond in art galleries. You know, you have some people that are like standing still. You have others that they just walk around the art gallery quickly and have a quick glance over the shoulder at artwork. But what fascinates me is when you see a crowd of people around the same piece of artwork. So there's a group of people and they are all staring at the same piece of artwork and they've they've stopped and they're staring and they're reliving the moment that the artist was depicting. And they're reliving that moment together. And often we treat our pain in the exact same way. We, We stop, we settle and we gather others around with similar pain. We take a moment, we relive it when they broke my trust, when they harmed me. And and the danger of that is that we become permanent residents with our pain instead of being more like tourists with the ability to capture the moment and move. And if we're not careful, we allow pain to do something that it was never intended to do. Pain isn't meant to be an excuse for bad decisions. Pain isn't meant to be a weapon for us to inflict more pain. But could it be that pain is less about keeping you where you are and more about propelling you to where you should be. We all hate pain. I hate pain. If there's anybody who enjoys pain, they're strange. Like we, we all don't love pain, but to feel no pain would be an issue. Think of it like this. If you, if you had a cut, say, say you cut your arm or you, know, you, you, you cut your hand. If you didn't feel pain then you wouldn't know you were bleeding. 
And that's an issue because you'd just be going about your business day by day and you are slowly losing blood. To feel no pain would be a problem because it means you can't address the issue. And, and we struggle to see it like that so often because we attach the feeling of pain to the wrong that happened to us. But pain is a warning that something has to change. So, so pain isn't completely a bad thing. Maybe, maybe just maybe God allows pain so it can expose the things that we need to do something about. And in John 11, we see Jesus, he gets word from Mary and Martha, his two friends, that their brother Lazarus, and this is Jesus's friend who he loved, he was close to, he was on his deathbed. But Jesus doesn't rush to see him. He doesn't rush to go and see Lazarus. And when he finally makes his way, it's four days late. And he's greeted by two women, Mary and Martha, who are in pain. They are experiencing deep pain from loss because Lazarus passed away before Jesus got there. And in John 11, verse 20, it says this. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. So Martha went to meet Jesus and Mary remained seated in the house. She remained seated in her pain. And often people's response to pain is isolation. You know, they broke my heart. I got a broken heart, so I'll just stay single. Um, I felt used by a church, so I will never connect again. I've been betrayed by a friend, so I'll never let anybody close to me ever again. But we have to make a conscious decision to not live with our pain, but do something from our pain. And so she walks to meet Jesus because we we have to do something about our pain. Because the truth is, in Psalm 34, 19, it makes it really clear. So I don't have to say it. it says many are the afflictions of the righteous. And if I stop there for a moment, this basically tells us we will all experience pain, bad days, painful events and experiences says many, many, I'm sure many of us will relate to many of the affliction, many of the pains. Doesn't matter how much money we have or we amount, our skill, our ability, we will all experience pain. But here is the good news. Here's the rest of that scripture. It says, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He delivers them out of them all. So it matters where you take your pain. So let me ask you a question this Sunday morning. Where or who do you bring your pain to? Is it someone who is just as hurt, who's experienced the same pain as you? Or is it a substance? Or do do you just hold on to it yourself? So you're just internalizing that pain all to yourself? Or do you, like Martha, make the steps towards Jesus, who has the ability to produce and provide answers and comfort. And as the scripture said in Psalms, deliver us out of it. Because look, here's the truth today. We are not the only people who've experienced this pain before, which means that he has delivered others from the same pain that we are experiencing. First Peter 5, 8 to 9 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. 
the same kind of suffering that you are. See, see pain, pain feels so individual when it happens. It feels like it's just me. I'm the only one who's experiencing this. And typically you can see, and I've said this too, and, and I'm sure many of us have said this too, when we say to people, well, you just don't understand. You, you just don't understand. The truth is I may not understand, but there are people who are watching today side by side with you. Maybe we're not in a room together, but there are people who understand your pain, not just from an external, but from an internal, because they have walked through the same pain that you are experiencing today. But that scripture in First Peter ends with this in verse 10 and says that in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, you see that underline that in your Bible, a little while, he will restore, support and strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation. But that's after you go through the pain. That's what it says. After you go through the pain, just a little while, then God will restore you, he'll strengthen you, and he will support you. So we can't escape from pain. We have to go through it. But once we go through it, God will take us out of it. Why? Because he's done it before. And so he could do it again. He's done it for others. So he could do the same for you. And so Martha, having ran to Jesus, she runs as soon as she hears, hears that Jesus is there in her pain. And she says this in verse 21, she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. In other words, she begins with grief. You know, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But then she does something powerful in verse 22. She places her pain firmly in the hand of God. She's like, I don't have all the answers. I'm feeling this. I'm experiencing this pain. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give to you. That's giving it over to Jesus. And then Jesus's response is incredible. He says, your brother will rise again. In other words, the pain will end. The pain will come to an end. It, it may not look how you think, but there will be an end. Don't let your pain steal your hope. Because what if your pain could feed your faith? When you get to a place where you're like, God, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to change this, but I believe that you can. I don't know how I'm ever gonna stop feeling like this, but I know you can do something. You know what that's doing? That's feeding faith. Pain can help to produce faith where you're like something has to give, something has to change. And Martha is so excited that she runs back home after having this encounter with God as she gets this encouragement as her faith is stirred, even though she's feeling pain. And she goes back to her sister and tells her sister to stop sitting in her pain and come and see Jesus. Stop sitting in the house, come and see Jesus. And now Mary's response when she leaves the house and comes to Jesus with her pain was very dis different to her sisters. But to be honest, I think a lot of us can connect to the way that Mary responds to Jesus. She begins with the exact same line. When she reaches there, she falls at his feet. And we read this in verse 32. And she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And that was it. There was, there was, there was nothing else. She just spoke 
solely from her pain, solely from her anger, solely from her frustration that she's gone through this painful event. And where were you, God? That's as far as it went. Jesus, if you had been there, they wouldn't have assaulted me. Jesus, if you'd been there, maybe they wouldn't have stole from me. Jesus, if you'd been there, I wouldn't have this disease. Jesus, where are you? Does that resonate with some people today where we have the exact same response to God speaking from our pain? But then Jesus's response to Mary is one of the most profound scriptures in all of the Bible. It simply says in verse 35 that in response to Mary's pain, in response to her anger, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. This is the son of God. This is the creator of the heavens and the earth. This is Jesus himself. And he wept. Wept literally translates to sobbed. He broke down and had compassion and, and, and got, got with Mary and experienced the pain, felt Mary's pain. And the truth is, God does the same thing with us. He knows our pain. He, 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 he weeps with us. He sobs with us. He didn't cause it, but he has deep compassion with us. And we have to get our heads around that God doesn't want us to experience pain. If he wanted us to experience pain, then he would allow there to be pain in heaven. But Revelation tells us there is no pain. There's no weeping in heaven. He doesn't want us to experience pain to go through it. But here is the good news. He has the ability to repurpose the pain that we're facing right now. Romans 8, 28 in the Amplified says this, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. What if purpose could be attached to your pain? What if God could use our pain to serve our future? The same pain that you had no control over, suddenly God repurposes. Because Jesus experienced pain. He went through deep pain. He went through deep anguish. The word excruciating literally derives from crucifixion. Jesus knows what pain feels like and, and to walk through that and to carry that. But still in Hebrews 12, 2, it says because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So Jesus went through the pain because he knew that there was purpose in it. And our pain endurance is built in the realization of purpose, that God can repurpose our pain to build us. You know, for many people, I'm sure there is an excitement that the gyms are open again. You know, thank God we can get haircuts and, um, you know, the gyms are open. But I'm sure something that we're not excited about is the pain of the next day at the gym, especially for some of us. You know, we've been using a lot of Uber, Uber Eats, a lot of Deliveroo. And so we're going to be feeling that pain when we hit the gym or we hit CrossFit again. But the truth is, without that pain, there won't be a development in our bodies. Without that pain, there won't be growth. And so, so what if the pain of loneliness that maybe you're experiencing right now could serve to teach us to include people? What if the pain of death that maybe you're experiencing right now could teach us not to waste a moment? Uh, what if the pain of rumors right now that you, maybe you're experiencing, that people have been spreading rumors and gossip about you, what if it could teach us to encourage one another? 
Are, are you willing to find purpose in your pain? Why you went through what you did? Would you allow God to repurpose it? You know, in 2016, I went on a trip to India and I met some amazing people. One, one of the people that I, I had the privilege of meeting was a converted Hindu. And now this, this man was just mind-blowing. His stories of being faithful to God. Uh, but equally, he shared a, a, a deeply sad story with me about his daughter who was kidnapped and taken by some radicals and, and uh, ended up losing her life. Which, which was such a heavy story as he shared. My heart broke. But I need to tell you, this is the same man who now runs an orphanage with 500 children in that orphanage. I asked him about it. I said, so, so you went through that deeply painful experience, but now you are a father to over 500 children in this orphanage. In this orphanage. And he said to me, he said, Daryl, God re purposed my pain. He repurposed my pain. And I wonder what God wants to do from your pain. I wonder how God wants to use your pain. What if God wants to use your pain to help navigate others through theirs? I look at Joseph in the Old Testament. If you've never heard of Joseph, good old Joe, uh, his story is mind-blowing, betrayed by his family. You know, he's sold into slavery. There's allegations made against him. He's thrown into prison. Talk about pain. But then God suddenly repurposes his pain and he goes from the prison into the palace and he ends up saving thousands of people using godly wisdom. Actually, it's prophetic wisdom. And he saves thousands of people. And then he gets an opportunity to stand in front of his brothers, the same people that caused this pain. And in Genesis 50, 20, this is what he said. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. I, I don't think Joseph wanted to go through the pain that he did. This was a 17 year journey of pain that he went through. But still God repurposed his pain and saved thousands of people and it involved him in a miracle. Maybe today it's, it's us being in a place where we can walk with someone who has experienced the same pain that we have. Because old wounds are someone's new wisdom. Because people connect with our pain and not our perfection. We say, I'm all good. I'm all good. That's, that's not a connection point. But when we can show that in our humanity, we all need God, we all need Jesus, then in that a connection is built. And suddenly we go on a journey with people through the pain of miscarriage, through the pain of losing friends. See, if we, if we choose not to learn from our pain, then somebody loses out on a compass to navigate through theirs. So we have an opportunity right now today to acknowledge the pain that we're walking through and to hand it firmly into the hands of Jesus and say, God, what can you do from this place of pain? I don't want to live in this anymore. What can you do with my pain? And in John 11, verse 38, it said, Jesus deeply moved, went to the tomb where Lazarus was. In other words, he went straight to the root of the pain. Because remember, pain is just a warning. And so he goes straight to the root and then he commands Lazarus to come out. In other words, he changes everything. The cause of your pain, it's like to, the, to these women, the cause of your pain 
won't be able to bring you pain anymore. It's, it's lost its edge. And that's what happened when Jesus died on the cross. Death lost its sting. It lost its edge. God took the power back. And I wonder if today you will allow God to take the power back over your pain to repurpose that into something that God will use to impact others. The thoughts, the memories, I don't know, I no longer have to stand around in the art gallery staring at my pain, gathering others around, but instead I wanna be like a tourist with my pain. I want the opportunity to be able to take a picture, remember it, learn from it, but I'm gonna move forward from this and others are gonna be able to view my pain equally so they can go on a journey of healing for themselves. God wants to heal you today from the pain of your pain and he is the God who does that. You know, have you ever wondered reading this account as we wrap up today, why Jesus took four whole days to get there? Actually, the trip that Jesus would have taken, it actually would have been a two-day trip. He could have got there in two days. He took four days, two extra days of lingering around. Why did he do that? And I've always wrestled with that. Why did he wait to the last possible moment? And this is what I believe, is that at the end of this miracle, people can say, only God, only God could do this. Have you ever had that before when you've walked through pain and people maybe have asked you, you've had a painful loss in your life, maybe you're grieving and some people ask you the question, like, how are you still standing today? Like, how are you still smiling? How are you still so so loving to people, so generous? How are you still doing this? And your response as you walk through pain and grief with God is only God. Where maybe, maybe for you, you've experienced that pain of maybe you haven't had a father. You know, that was my experience. I didn't grow up with a father and I wrestled for years with this pain and this heaviness of not having a father, not teaching me how to be a man. How am I ever going to father children before? But because of Jesus, He stepped in, giving me this image of what a father looks like. And suddenly my pain has been repurposed and I can father my children looking through the lens of God. Only God. And I believe that God wants to do the same in your life. So don't be ashamed of your pain. Please, please don't hide your pain. Please don't pretend to be perfect. We are broken, but we are forgiven and we are made whole in him. And so for you, maybe as you are walking through this journey of pain today and heard this message, I wonder if there are people who are watching who would take a moment and consider their pain and hand it into the hands of God. So wherever you're watching from today, I just, I just want to ask everyone, just close your eyes for a moment, wherever you are. If you're, what, if, you're, if, you're, if you're listening in a car, if you're watching it, don't close your eyes. But if you are at home, close your eyes just for a moment. And if you're here and you are watching and you're saying, Daryl, I acknowledge my pain. And, and, and I acknowledge what I've gone through. That does not justify what they did or what happened, the pain. But today, I want to make a conscious decision. That, and I, I know that Jesus is in town and I want to run towards him. If that's you saying, I want to give my pain to God to be repurposed. I just want you to raise your hands all around, all around, wherever you're watching from. Raise your hands towards God because I want to pray for you. So, Father, I pray that each person that has raised their hands today saying, God, I want my pain to be repurposed. God, I pray that we will see more impact for the kingdom of God through our pain than through anybody else, anything else, God, where it shows that you are a God of wholeness, a God of healing. And I pray right now 
God, that you will restore people. If people are grieving, your word says that those who sow in tears will reap in joy. I thank you, Lord, that you will walk us closer to you as we experience pain. So we love you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, supernaturally where people are, they will experience wholeness, complete wholeness, that as your word says, we will be hidden in your hand. So I thank you for that. And still praying today, maybe for you, you you would say, I'm not I'm not a Christian. I'm, I don't I don't ascribe to this faith. I don't follow this, this. But for you today, you know that you want to be in relationship with this God. You, you want to know him. Then today is your opportunity. I'm telling you, when I was 15 years old, I made this decision and it radically transformed my life. Not because I had to follow a whole bunch of rules, but instead I got connected with a God who had been chasing and pursuing me for all of my life just to show his love. And God so loves you today. So if you're saying, I want to connect with this God, maybe you've walked away from it. But today you're saying, I am making it. I'm putting a line in the sand and I want to walk with God. If that's you, simply, we're going to pray a prayer together. And that's it. Beginning of a relationship, beginning of a journey. And we want to commit to doing that with you. So just close your eyes wherever you are. And I just want you to pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, today I choose to follow you. Amen. Amen. 